0: hey there future fans this week we have a family vacation teen angst and the scorpion king in the penthouse suite this is the week of july 13th 2018 and it's my birthday Well, actually, the 14th is my birthday, but this episode will be, um, already out by the time my birthday hits, so I just thought I'd say it now. If you want to send me gifts and love, what you can get me is you can enter the giveaway. We only have one entry so far. I mean, I bet you Frat Matt wouldn't mind if no one else entered, and I would just give him the gift certificate, which I have, uh, I have decided will be $50. Can I afford that? No, because I'm currently on disability from work, but, um... I do have a a nice amount saved up. And come on, I want more people to enter. So for my birthday, enter the giveaway. Remember, answer the question of the week for episode 95. We'll go over that again at the end of this show when I do the question of the week. And for an extra entry into the the, uh, giveaway, rate the podcast on iTunes and make sure you comment so I know who you are. So remember, you don't have to give me a rating to be entered in the contest. You just have to answer the question of the week from episode 95. But if you want a second entry, then please rate the show and leave a comment. So let me tell you what it is I do here and you know who I am, because some of you may be new and you'd be like, whoa, giveaway, what's going on? I'm scared. This is new and confusing. Well, I am Billiam. I am a writer for Somewhat Nerdy a great website where we talk about all things nerdy. I started out as the movie and board game guy, did only about one or two, I think, board game blogs before I dropped that entirely focused on movies. And now I only talk about movies on the show and my blogs are about books, go figure, right? But anyway, I have a show where I talk about all of the movies coming out during the week. Every movie that I know about. I break them up into two sections. First is the limited release section where I I will just tell you what the movie's called, what it's about and who's in it. Second is the wide release and interesting indie section. In that section, I go a little more in depth about the movies, I give my personal thoughts on them and then I give them a score which I call the Billiams interest level score or the bill score that goes anywhere from a zero for the really bad movies and an 11 to those you just have to see. The show always starts out with this introduction and then we go into the news and trailer trove and we wrap it all up with the question of the week. I normally don't do giveaways because I, uh, I'm i poor, but I thought I should do something important for the 100th episode. So please, please enter that contest well let us start with the first segment which still doesn't have an intro song but as always is the news the first story i saw on geek tyrant a website i didn't even know existed nicholas wingding refin is starting his own streaming service and it's completely free the catch it's only obscure cult films such classics as and he names night tide the nest of the cuckoo birds The Burning Hell, and Hot Thrills and Warm Chills. You can visit his website now. The website is www.bynwr.com. That's bravo, yankee, november, whiskey, romeo, dot com. I felt like I had to do the NATO alphabet for this one because so many times when I'm ordering food to be picked up over the phone, like do it the old school way, call the place up, and I say my name is Bill, and I've gotten Phil, Gil, Dill, which isn't even a name, and everything but Bill. So sometimes that bu is hard to hear. So I thought I'd uh I thought I'd do that for you guys. You're welcome. So I went to try to sign up for this service, but you need a beta access code. So I'll update you if I find out how to get one. I'll let you know. But right now, the, guess what? The service is in beta. So people who ha- who have the access code can get in on it, but the rest of us will have to wait. The next story is from the playlist. They report that Margot Robbie has confirmed a Birds of Prey movie. Production is set for January, 2019 and Umberto Gonzalez, host of DC Movie News, reported that Batgirl won't be part of this movie, even though Batgirl has always been a part of Birds of Prey. But he also said that just because Batgirl isn't in it doesn't mean that Barbara Gordon won't be part of it. The question is, first, will she be in it, of course? Second, if she is, will she be plain old Barbara Gordon or will she be Oracle? These questions will be answered as soon as we find out more about the future of this next part from the DCEU. July 6th was the last day of filming for Captain Marvel. Now we play the waiting game, as the people behind the camera do their thing. We're one step closer to this film with a March 8th, 2019 release date. This news came to us from Brie Larson's Instagram. Another story from the playlist, they have confirmed that rumors were true. Billy D. Williams has stated that he will indeed return as Lando Calrissian in the next Star Wars movie. More Lando? Yes, please. Especially after Donald Glover's amazing performance in Solo, a widely underappreciated movie. That just wet my appetite for more of everyone's second favorite scoundrel. Slash Film has reported that Jeremy Renner has joined the cast of the new Spawn movie. He will play opposite Jamie Foxx, who is playing the title character. Renner is set to play Twitch Williams. If you are one of the throngs of MoviePass subscribers and you went to see a movie on Friday and you noticed that you couldn't get a ticket, you're not alone. They're referring to Friday, July 6th, and the app crashed, and the company is well aware. If you went ahead and purchased a ticket with your own money and you have MoviePass, you can get a refund if, and only if, you can produce a receipt that shows a movie title, showtime, and theater for reimbursement. If you want a refund good luck. MoviePass has the worst customer service I have ever seen. If it wasn't such a good deal, I would have left them after a month. I have never gotten a response from any query I have ever given them. My problem that I come across a lot is that I reserve a ticket. I go to buy it. The, the uh, movie is either sold out or it's just front row. I'm like, F- that who wants to sit in the front row? What am I? Some little kid? So I get a refund, but I can't buy another ticket because I go to the app to cancel the reservations like a bunch of other people can, like my best friend can, and I can't. It, it's not available for me. So I then have to buy my own ticket and then scream at movie pass, and they will not listen to me. Okay, I don't actually scream at them. I work in customer service, so I know how hard it is, but um, it gets frustrating. And I'll be honest, if... If they change too much of the way they do things, it will no longer be worth it to me. And I would highly suggest for anyone else to find another deal, because if they change much more, it's not going to be a good deal anymore. All right, let's move on. According to comicbook.com, Val Kilmer confirms he's, quote, suiting up. For Top Gun, Maverick. The Hollywood Reporter has reported this back in May, but Kilmer has now just confirmed the news. This movie also stars Miles Teller, who will be playing Goose's son, Bradley. Let's just hope that Goose doesn't hit the roof when he hears about this. Right? Right? No? Too soon? All right. It's unclear about how big of a character Iceman will be, because as we all know, or maybe you don't know and you're hearing this for the first time, he had a recent battle with throat cancer that changed his voice. Lucky for him, he said it also changed his outlook on life. It's a positive change, but unfortunately, there's a lot of negative change too. Top Gun Maverick is set for a July 12th, 2019 release date. Tom Hanks' next big movie is set to begin shooting this fall. This film is called You Are My Best Friend, and it's a Mr. Rogers biopic. No set release date yet, but they're hoping for a fourth quarter 2019 release. And finally in the news, Donnie Yen has confirmed that Ip Man 4 has finished filming, and this time Jackie Chan will play Ip Man's opponent. Ip Man 4 has no set release date, so my boner has no set release date for going down. Seriously, the Ip Man movies are fantastic. Three was cheesy. Three was really cheesy, but it was still good. One and two, amazing. Three, just a lot of fun. I'm expecting the same out of four. One and two will have been the really good movies. Three and four, just fun. Well, that is it for the news. Let's step into everyone's favorite segment, which is the Trailer Trove. Avast and welcome to the Trailer Trove. All right, let's start with something British, shall we? Who doesn't love the Brits? The first trailer that caught my eye this week was for a movie called The Bookshop, and it stars Emily Mortimer, Patricia Clarkson, and Bill Nye. And it looks like a classic British romance, but but not quite. It's based on a book by Penelope Fitzgerald, and it's about a young woman who opens up a bookstore in a historical building in a small town, much to the shock of the locals. Her store isn't doing well, until she gets a letter from an old recluse who is very interested in what she's doing. So with his help, Florence, the bookstore owner, must keep her shop afloat while battling Violet, a well-to-do local with the money and power to stop her. This has an August 24th, 2018 release date. And folks, I'm here to do you a favor. I am here with a warning, with a public service announcement. I am here doing the Lord's work in this. All right, that last one was a little dramatic, but uh, you'll see why. Don't watch the trailer for Cold Skin. It shows you everything. I'm pretty sure I saw the climatic scene at the end of the movie and most of the plot. See, where, where Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom shined, this movie lacked greatly. This film is about a young man who arrives at a remote island near the Antarctic Circle to become a weather observer at a desolate lighthouse. The first night there, he's attacked by monstrous creatures who come from the sea. And he learns that he has to survive a whole year with just him and the crazy lighthouse keeper. It sounds like an interesting movie. And I I bet you if the trailer was about, cu- you know, cut in half, it would have been a really good trailer. I'd be telling you to go watch it. So there's no set release date for this movie, but if it interests you at all, check the IMDB page and ignore any trailers, or, you know, like I said, just watch the first half. Let's move on to a trailer I missed. And I'm going to talk about, and you'll see why. Do you remember that 1991 movie with Ethan Hawke based on the Jack London novel called White Fang? Well, it was remade as an animated film, and it's already out on Netflix. This one I missed, and I stumbled upon the trailer accidentally. It looks pretty good. It has an all-star vocal cast, and it doesn't look like they turn into some kid's film. I mean, I guess a kid would like it. I mean, Jack London didn't really write violent books. He didn't write things that, at least the big ones weren't things that kid couldn't read, but they didn't Disney-fy it, if if you get what I'm trying to say. No singing animals, no Olaf in it or anything like that. It looks like an honest telling of the story. And Finally, in the trove, we have a trailer for Wonder Park. This is an animated film by Paramount, also known as Discount Pixar. I mean, when you watch this trailer, if you watch a trailer, take a look at the main character for the movie and tell me that they didn't just rip off the design for young Ellie from Up. It looks like it could be cute. It looks like it it could be interesting. It could be fun. It could be a good movie to take your kids to. But as for now, it just looks... um. Mediocre and unoriginal. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the first part of the show. Let's go into our first break, which brings us a word from our friends at Somewhat Nerdy Radio. Stay tuned.
1: Imagine yourself on a journey with the Somewhat Nerdy Radio podcast crew as we travel through forgotten realms and far off galaxies. Your captains, the sensational Snarf Chris and the cunning Critter, constantly face an element of danger. Welcome to the Somewhat Nerdy Radio podcast, the bright light in the podcast sphere. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio today on iTunes and SoundCloud, or stream it at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds!
0: And we're back. We are back with the limited release section, which is actually shorter than the wide release and interesting indie section this week. So um, I'm gonna talk a lot more than I did last week. Let's start with one called Dark Money. This is a documentary that's about a look into how smear campaigns function in an election. This really could have made it into the noteworthy section, but what I don't like about it is that we have no idea if they actually find an answer. What do they need an answer for, Billiam? I'm really glad you asked that. Totally not me doing a half-assed voice. They need to find the answer to who this money is coming from. Because you've probably got this in the mail if you're a voting age. Just some basically postcard or something just smearing some candidate. Just talking tons of shit about them. And then at the bottom it says like paid for, for from this group. What we don't know is who is paying for this. It's a big secret and the makers of this film can't find out who the money's coming from. They can't even guarantee that's coming from here in America. Fake news, anyone? But meh, uh, uh, skip it unless you're really into this topic. Next up in the limited section is Gogan: Voyage to Tahiti. This film is about Paul Gogan, famous painter with a focus on his time in Tahiti. <laughs> I almost said <Tahini. laughs> With a focus on his time in Tahiti and his affair with a young woman. This stars Vincent Castle from Black Swan. So if you're a big fan of Paul Gogan. Yeah, maybe check this out. Yeah. Next up is a film called Swarma. I believe S-O-O-R-M-A. Swarma, something like that. This is a true story of Sandeep Singh, a star hockey player for India's national team who thought he lost it all when he was shot in the spine. Shot in the f***ing spine. And he had to work harder than ever to make it back to the top. So he goes from being shot in the spine to playing hockey again. And this isn't hockey like Canadians and like some small grouping of Americans know it. This is like Middle Eastern field hockey. It's a little different. Uh, The movie does look good. If I can see it, I will. The only reason it didn't make it into the wide release section is because good luck finding this. We're going to end this section with a movie called The Night Eats the World. The morning after a party, a young man wakes up to find Paris invaded by zombies. And, um... It could have been cool. It could still be cool, but I I just have the fear that it's going to be an indie horror, which indie horrors are so up in the air. Some of them can be really good. Some some can be like the Babadook, which was sh Well, that is it for the limited section. Let's go into wide releases and interesting indies with a first movie called How It Ends. I I talked about this movie last week, I believe. A man tries to get home to his pregnant wife after a mysterious apocalyptic event turns the world into chaos. His only companion is his wife's father, who hates his guts. Yay. This stars Theo James from Underworld Awakening, Forrest Whitaker from Star Wars Rogue One, and Cat Graham from The Vampire Diaries. And this should be a straight to Netflix movie, so hopefully by Friday you'll be able to watch it. IMDB still swears up and down that it's getting a theatrical release, but I think they're full of sh-t. But you know what? The only reason this movie made it past the cut was because it's a Netflix movie that most of you have a Netflix subscription, so you should be able to go and watch this right away if you want to. I would never watch this if it came to theaters. If I had to go pay for it, even the movie pass, if I had to leave my home, put that much effort into it, which isn't that much effort, but that much effort is too much to see this film. If I can just sit on my dead ass and watch this, then yeah, sure. Maybe I'll check it out. This looks like a basic apocalyptic movie about some guy trying to get home to his wife. We've seen it before. Now watch it for free. How it ends gets a six out of 11. Next up on the list is a movie called Siberia. When an American diamond trader's Russian partner goes missing, he travels to Siberia in search of him, but instead stumbles upon a load of fake diamonds and a love affair. This stars Keanu Reeves from John Wick, or maybe we should call him John Wickovich, and Molly Ringwald, of all people, who's still around, I guess, from The Breakfast Club. We all love John Wick, because we all have good taste. If you listen to the show, if you listen longer than an episode, I'm assuming we either have similar tastes, or your tastes are so broad that you like the movies I talk about, and aren't offended when I talk about movies you may like. So yes, we all love John Wick. Why did I bring this up besides the fact Keanu Reeves is in this? Well, a lot of us want John Wick 3. We want to see Parabellum as soon as possible. We're not going to get to see it right away. We have this. We have another movie with Keanu Reeves being a badass. True, he may not be everyone's favorite super violent former assassin who can kill people with a f***ing pencil, but we still get to see Keanu Reeves being Awesome. So use this film to whet your appetite until we get to see the final chapter, or maybe not, I don't know where they're going with it, of John Wick. This looks like a standard action film. It doesn't look like it does anything special. It's just going to be Keanu Reeves killing a lot of people. Who doesn't love that? Siberia gets a 6.5 out of 11. And you know what? Let's take a quick break. Let's take a break to hear a word from our friends at Nerds of the Squared Circle, and then we'll get right back to the wide release and interesting indies section. So stay tuned. Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com. Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com. Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com. Hi, I'm Sam Jericho of SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds of the Squared Circle. Join me. Starf Chris and
1: the dude with the headband.
0: We talk about
1: wrestling
0: and more wrestling. Do you like wrestling? Yeah. Then you should listen to our podcast. Do you not like wrestling? You should still listen to our podcast. Someone to read a comms. Nerds in the Squared Circle. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app today. Nerds in the Squared Circle on SomeoneNerdy.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. Did you miss me? I wasn't gone long, but... I-, I bet you miss me just a little, right? Right? No? Okay. Well, the next film we have to talk about is one called Shock and Awe. A group of journalists covering President George W. Bush's planned invasion of Iraq in 2003 are skeptical of the claim that Saddam Hussein has weapons of mass destruction. This stars James Marsden from Enchanted, Jessica Biel from The Illusionist, Woody Harrelson from The People vs. Larry Flint, Mila Yokovic from The Fourth Kind, Tommy Lee Jones from The Fugitive, Rob Reiner from This Is Spinal Tap, and Richard Schiff from The West Wing. So have you always wanted to see a movie like Spotlight and The Big Short, but about the Bush presidency? Here you go. Yay. I was talking to Anne earlier about this, and to me it feels too soon, like it's still too fresh, but it it was a long time ago already. It was 15 years ago. So maybe it could be that this was one of the first big world events that I lived through, or at least that I was politically conscious at the time. And then so I still feel like, oh no, that was just a couple of years ago. No, it wasn't. We got the rest of the Bush presidency, we got the full two-term Obama presidency, and now we're in Trump land. That's fifteen years, bitches. That's a long time. I think part of the reason I'm I'm so sick. Of hearing about it is because, like I mentioned a couple of times, I grew up and still live in the Santa Cruz County, a notoriously super liberal area. And to this day, this very day, they still bitch about President Bush. They still bitch about Richard Nixon and Ronald Reagan. That is how far back these people's memories go and how deep seated their Republican hatred is. So I, I, I've heard about this for 15 years and now they make a movie of it, but it still looks interesting. So if you're not me, if you don't live in this area, then maybe, maybe this isn't too fresh for you. Maybe this is the right time for the movie. My hangups about the topic aside, this movie is right up my alley. I loved Spotlight. I loved The Big Short. I love movies like this. So I definitely think I will watch this. Once I get my head out of my ass about the topic, then I think I'll be a lot better. So keep an eye out for this movie. It's not the type of film to watch in the theaters. Of course, it's the type of film to watch at home. Shock and awe gets a 7 out of 11. Next up, this week we have a film called Eighth Grade. A teenager tries to survive the last week of her disastrous eighth grade year before leaving to start high school. This was written and directed by comedian Bo Burnham, and it stars Elsie Fisher, the voice of Agnes from Despicable Me, and Josh Hamilton from 13 Reasons Why. I just want to make a quick note. If my voice quality has gone down substantially, I didn't think and I ate some ice cream and now my voice is all phlegmy and gross. I have to pause every couple words to clear my throat, and it's really getting annoying at this point. When I was in high school drama, we were always told to not drink anything, eat or drink anything with milk in it a few hours, or even maybe the day of the show. Maybe I need to get some almond milk ice cream for recording days. I don't know. So bear with my weird voice. So this movie is all about this young girl who is just trying to make it through eighth grade, and she apparently has some moderately successful online life where she's a YouTuber and has followers and all that stuff. And in her real life, no one knows her. She gets an award for the most quiet. And then that's where you see this weird juxtaposition in the trailer where she says, if anyone talked to me, then they'd know I'm funny and I'm great, blah, blah, blah. So she's trying to talk to these girls and then it pans to the camera pans the girls. are on their phones. One of them looks up and goes, I'm sorry, what? But then in the one of the very next scenes, she's at the dinner table with her dad. He's trying to talk to her and she just keeps on texting, has headphones in and ignoring him. It's like, really, you, you can't complain about that about your your fellow students doing that if you do it to your own flesh and blood. Of course, maybe in the story, there's a reason she does it. Maybe she's angry at him for something. There's no mom in the picture, so maybe she's angry at him for that. I don't know. This is all just conjecture. What I do know is that she is trying to make it through eighth grade to start high school. I'm like, good luck. Your best year at any grade, or not in grade, but at any stage in school is when you are the eldest one. If your school system was like mine, Elementary school ended to fifth grade. And at fifth grade, you were the big kid on campus. You know, you were the the elder. Then you went to middle school, eighth grade. Ah, oh, you're the biggest one there. High school, seniors. And the youngest ones always got the short end of the stick. It always sucked to be the youngest one. It sucked to be a freshman. F- freshman. You can walk by a group of high school kids and see some freshmen. You're like, ah, oh, f- freshman. What I hope this movie does, what I really hope it does, is show life in the time of the internet in an honest way, and not have this movie be about some adult's soapboxing, where he's just like, put down your phones, get off the internet, have a conversation. Hell, even some of my generation talks like that. And if you do, you're, you're an asshole. I am sorry, but that's the way it is. True, if you're a kid or you see someone that's on their phones, like literally all the time, then that is one thing. But kids these days are going to be on their phones, are going to be on the computer, and that's okay, because that's where a lot of interaction, a lot of the world happens these days. So if you're going to be that old ass that complains when someone's on their phone all the time, go get but if you're someone logical, someone that's not a dickhead, you may realize that there is a middle ground that, yes, sometimes let's put away our phones. Let's go play. Let's go hang out. Let's do something with people. And then there is a time for that. But it's also not a bad thing that kids are plugged in all the time. So I, I really hope and I do think from the trailer that this movie will look at this as maybe the dad can't connect with the kid because he doesn't understand it, but not villainize and just make technology look like it's the bad guy. Do we need to unplug more as a society? Maybe, yeah, maybe we do. But I'm tired of seeing this adult-kid relationship in movies where it's all about the adult being right and the kid needed to unplug more. When, oh, Luke, you put down your phone for a second and went outside, isn't it so great? Yeah, you're right, Dad. I'm never gonna pick up that phone again. Go f- yourself, that's not how the world works. I also hope this movie gives us an honest experience of what it's like for this little girl to go through school in the modern age. Because I'm not sure if I could survive school these days. I don't think I could. I barely survived school in the 90s. I graduated high school in 2001, and I barely made it. But I want to see this movie, and I hope it's going to be an interesting story with likable characters. That's really what I hope to see. Eighth grade gets a 7 out of 11. We have four movies left this week, and the next one is a documentary. The next two are going to be pretty quick, and I'll tell you why for for each movie. And the reason for this movie is that it's a documentary, so I'm just going to tell you what it's about, and you can decide if you want to see it. Though I must say, this one looks a little more interesting than others. This is called Robin Williams. Come inside my mind. This is a documentary about the life and work of Robin Williams. Go figure, right? With a name like that. Anyway, this is going to be an honest look at his life, and actually what he was like behind the camera. Because we all know what he was like in front of the camera. We've seen his stand-up, we've seen his movies, we've heard his voice acting, we've seen his interviews, and he's amazing. He was truly amazing. But what we don't know is what he was like when everything stopped rolling. I mean, we can guess the fact that he did commit suicide means he was he was going through a lot that, that a lot of us can't even imagine, can't even begin to imagine. So this movie will try to dive into that and hell it even has interviews with his kids talk about heartbreaking like if your parent committed suicide could you talk about them in front of a camera would you be able to do that could you hold it together long enough to do that so robin williams is only about 63 the average lifespan of an american male is about 78 years so these kids were supposed to have about at least 15 more years with their dad help but let's even say 10 more years let's say he didn't live that long Let still that's way early so how amazing that they had the wherewithal to do these interviews I, i'm not sure if i could anyway this looks good uh, this looks like something to watch at home Just because, unless it's really big, I don't think you should go to the theater to watch a documentary. So I think anyone who grew up in the heyday of Robin Williams, or even loved Robin Williams' movies, should go see this, or should watch this at home. Robin Williams, Come Inside My Mind, gets an 8 out of 11. Three movies left, and the movie that didn't make it as pick of the week is called Hotel Transylvania 3, Summer Vacation. While on vacation with his family, Count Dracula makes a romantic connection and has some unexpected guests on this trip. This features the voices of Mel Brooks, Adam Sandler, Selena Gomez, Andy Samberg, Katherine Hahn, Fran Drescher, Steve Buscemi, David Spade, Tara Strong, Keegan-Michael Key, Kevin James, Chris Parnell, Molly Shannon, Jim Gaffigan, and Joe Jonas. There's a reason I'm not going to talk very long about this movie. It has nothing to do with anything negative. I haven't seen these movies. I've seen parts, but I haven't seen the whole thing. I thought it was cute. The reason why is that this is the third in the series. You already know if you're going to see this. And there are a couple of reasons why you would see this. You like cartoons and you like the first two. Easy peasy. See this. Or you have kids who have seen the first two and you want to take them to see this. Easy peasy. Go see it. But for everyone else, this is a surefire skip. Because if you're going, if this interests you and you haven't seen the first two, don't watch this. Duh. Start with one. Then guess what? Next we go on to two. Then you wait to see this at home. Unless you really want to see this in the theaters and then you marathon one and two and then go see this. I guess you could. I'm not in charge of your life. If I were, you would have entered the contest already. But this movie doesn't look bad. This just looks like something that's skippable and you could watch at home. You can wait till you find out that they're definitely not going to make another one and then just buy the box set. I think that is the best thing to do. It looks like it will be funny. Looks like it will be enjoyable, but nothing to see in the theaters unless you're a huge fan or you have kids. This is the family movie to see in theaters if you just need to take your kids out. Hotel Transylvania 3 Summer Vacation gets a 7.5 out of 11. Two movies left, folks, and I think it's pretty obvious what the pick is, but there was a movie that I want to give an honorable mention to, an indie movie that made it past the cut, and that film is called Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on Foot. On the rocky path to sobriety after a crippling car accident, John Callahan discovers the healing power of art, willing his injured hands into drawing hilarious, often controversial cartoons, which bring him a new lease on life. This stars Joaquin Phoenix from Gladiator, Jonah Hill from 21 Jump Street, Rooney Mara from Side Effects, and Jack Black from School of Rock. Did you guys watch Inherent Vice? If not, do yourself a favor. Watch Inherent Vice. It was very funny. It was a well-done movie. It starred Joaquin Phoenix, Josh Brolin. It was it was wonderful. This movie looks like it's along the same lines, though. This movie is based on a true story. John Callahan was a real person who unfortunately died back in I think 2011, so somewhat recently, is when he died, and he died during surgery for bed sores. And while that that sounds like something made up. You, you have to realize that he was in a wheelchair after this, after this car accident. And when you're not that mobile, when you're either wheelchair bound or bedridden, bed sores are a big deal. Uh, before my grandma died, we were very aware of this and we always, we always moved her. We always made sure she got up, even if she wasn't feeling well, we made sure she got up, got around just a little, even, even just walked to the living room to sit down and re fall asleep just to get her moving. That's why in hospitals, if people are in a hospital for a long time, they rock them. And I'm I'm not talking about rocking them like a hurricane. I'm talking about just moving them back and forth. To try and stop bed sores. So, to you and me who are active, it may not sound like a big deal, but to people who are not, it is a really big deal. But let's get off that sad topic back onto this movie. This looks funny, and it looks like a really good performance from Joaquin Phoenix, which we have come to expect, and also a really good performance from Jonah Hill, who is surprising me more and more. He does comedy, we know this, but he's getting more and more honest, dramatic roles, and he's blowing people away. Don't forget, he's been nominated for two Best Supporting Actor Academy Awards one for Wolf of Wall Street, one for Moneyball. And I wouldn't be surprised if this one gets him at least another nod. So, what we have with this movie is a true dramedy. We have this struggle this guy goes through, this former or this alcoholic who gets in this terrible car accident, loses his ability to walk, and his battle for sobriety and to get used to the way things are going to be now. But then also trying to fight for any sort of normal thing he can get back in his life. He's never going to walk again, but maybe he can use his hands again and do Art. Well, I have never heard of this man before. I looked at some of his, his work, and it's pretty good. I, I liked it. But for the purpose of this, I'm not interested in his art. I'm interested in his story, and it looks like it's presented well. It looks like it has great actors in it, and it looks like it's going to be equal parts funny and sad. Sad and honest, and I can't wait to watch it. Though... Like I said about so many movies this episode and so many movies before this one, just not in theaters. This is not the type of movie to watch in theaters. This is the type of movie to rent, like Redbox it, Netflix if they get it, whatever streaming service gets it, watch it that way. Uh, Rent it on Amazon for a couple bucks, watch it that way. Just don't spend the time in theaters. Don't worry, he won't get far on foot. Gets an 8.5 out of 11. And with that, it is time for the Pick of the Week, and say it with me. The Pick of the Week is called Skyscraper. Will is considering taking a security job at the world's tallest skyscraper. But before he can officially sign on, a group of criminals attack, and they stand between Will and his family. Will must fight his way up the tower in order to save his family, all the while the authorities think he's the bad guy. This stars Dwayne Johnson from San Andreas, Nev Campbell from Scream, and Pablo Schreiber from Orange is the New Black. I mentioned this movie before a couple times uh, in the trailer trove, and I think once in the news. This movie caught the attention of amputees and other people with missing limbs, just because this, this is the first time that I'm aware of that we have a main character in an action movie like a full-on action movie that is an amputee. In this film, Will used to work for the FBI. He was doing a raid on someplace, and there's this bomb, and he lost his leg in it. Now he's doing private security for this really rich guy who owns this huge tower, tallest tower in the world. It just so happens that it's now a target, and now he has to fight all these guys in a very John McClane sort of way and save his family. And in this case, the parallels between this and Die Hard don't take away from it. In fact, it enhances it because we have a Die Hard-like movie that's its own thing that isn't just a blatant ripoff that takes similar ideas and goes its own way with it. So yay for that. We have this movie that harkens back to a beloved action film, but doesn't rip it off. And that is exciting. It's starring the biggest action hero, the biggest action star of our time, and top it all off, a main character who has a disability that we have never seen in a big budget action film before. We've seen people missing limbs in movies. We, we've seen it a lot. But to my knowledge, never in this kind of movie, never in a summer blockbuster action focused movie. So not only will new problems arise that John McClane never had to deal with, but it will be acted out by The Rock, who is a phenomenal actor. I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. I love his 80s and 90s action flicks. They are near and dear to my heart. I wanted to say this because of what I'm going to say next. He is not a great actor. He is barely a good actor. The Rock is leagues above him. The only thing Arnold has is, you know, his amazing legacy and the fact that he's badass. You know, not much. But Dwayne The Rock Johnson is in a league of his own. And that is why I want to see this movie. It has so much that's familiar, so much that we've seen before, coupled with new things and enough new stuff to keep it fresh. Hell, the majority of the movie is this movie just harkens back a little bit, just makes us think of Die Hard. So what we have here is The Rock starring in Die Hard, but in the tallest building in the world. Yes, this is the type of movie you see in the theaters. This is what big screens were created for. This is what those surround sound D-Box theaters were created for. This is why you go to the cinema to watch Movies like this, yeah, sure, okay, maybe, don't worry, he won't get far on foot, and 8th grade, and shock and awe, maybe they're technically better movies, but this is the type of movie that makes me love being a movie buff. I love me some fantastic dramas, but there's nothing better than seeing a great action film on the big screen. Ladies and gentlemen, go see a movie this week, and when you do, watch Skyscraper skyscraper gets an 11 out of 11 and with that we go into our final break before we get into the question of the week so please stay tuned
1: there are several ways to raise money for a good cause some do it by running marathons some host high dollar dinners and some just do it by clever interneting. we here at the watch your mouth podcast employ a different approach Wall-to-wall, filthy f***ing language.
0: Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. did I even come here for?
1: With our charity swear jar, every f***ed up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction.
0: The motherf***er's a mouth breather.
1: Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of f***s and garnished with a crown of... Shut the f*** up! How the f***
0: did we get here? F***
1: all that f***ing jelly bean! So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on i iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at wympodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth.
0: All right, everyone. Welcome back to the show. It is time for the question of the week and a reminder of the question of the week for the giveaway. So before we get into last week's question, let's do a reminder for the giveaway. We only have a couple episodes left. So this giveaway is in celebration of my 100th episode, a milestone that I never even dreamed of. And honestly, it's all thanks to my listeners. It's it's thanks to everyone who's ever listened, anyone who's given the show a shot, anyone who returns every week. Because if I had absolutely no feedback, no listeners or anything, I would have quit a long time ago. So thank you, everyone, even those who never comment. Which, to be honest, is most of you, but still, thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. So yes, you are playing for a $50 Amazon gift card. And how do you enter? Well, you answer the question of the week from episode 95. And if you do not remember what it is, you don't have to go back and listen, though you could. I mean, I wouldn't mind the numbers bump. But let me tell you what it is right now. The question was... What would you do if you won the gift certificate? So far, we've only had one answer. So to be entered into the giveaway, answer the question of the week. You can answer it on episode 95. You can answer it right here. In this episode, you can answer it on Twitter or Instagram at BilliamSWN. And you can email me. There are other ways to get in contact with me, but I would prefer it if you kept it to either SoundCloud comment, tweeting, Instagram comment, or a comment on the somewhat nerdy page because that will really stand out to me and an email, of course. So once again, what would you do with the fifty dollars? And again, if you if it's something personal and you don't want to tell me, then just tell me what movie. You would get? What movie related item? Like, I want to buy some dental dams, but I don't want to tell Billiam that. Then just tell me what movie you want to get. Well, let's move on to last week's question of the week, which again, we're going to answer this week. That question was what actor or actress did you have to learn to like? Maybe they were in some role you didn't like initially, but then they kept on acting, so you kind of had to forget they were in that role. Now, I could swear I'm missing an answer somewhere. I could have sworn I saw one other than the ones I'm going to mention. So if I missed yours, as always, let me know. But I've checked Twitter, Instagram, somewhat nerdy Facebook page, everything. So let's start with an answer off Instagram. And the only answer I can find that didn't come from me or Anne. So that was from vegan dan from the uncorked gamers he says brad pitt didn't like his earlier stuff but really brought around in 12 monkeys and so forth and that's a good answer i mean if you think about it a lot of these people who were like heartthrobs in the 90s got a bad rap for just being the pretty one and of course he could act back then. He could always act, but as we grew older and then they became less of a teen heartthrob, it um it became more apparent. We we saw it more. Just like with Leonardo DiCaprio. I didn't like him when I was in high school just because I hated all the girls. Like, oh my god, it's Leo, I love him. But then after he started doing more and more, and I and I started watching it, it was it was fantastic. And he and he's a great actor. But anyway, thank you for the answer, Vegan Dan. We move on to Anne's answer. And she said Zach Efron. So she was a fan of high school musical and still is, actually, because even though that's something you never really grow out of. I mean, even if you don't watch it as much as you did when you were a kid, you still love the stuff that you liked when you were a kid. The problem for her is that she hated Troy, Troy, who is played by Zach Efron, and it took her a while to look past the fact that she hated that character. And now she can, she is ready to watch The Greatest Showman, one of my favorite recent movies, a fantastic musical, and still I think number one in the album charts, uh, I'm not quite sure if that's true, I know it's number one somewhere. But sometimes it takes a while for people to get out of that, just like with Brad Pitt, just like with Leonardo DiCaprio, of that niche they were in. I'm not sure if niche is the right word, but just that phase of their life, I mean, Zac Efron famously does not like High School Musical, even though he has to owe his whole career to it. We actually talked about this question for a while and how we both her and I have a lot of actors and actresses we don't like, but it's always for different reasons, like not their acting ability. Like we both don't like Emma Roberts, not because of her acting, but because she's basically female Chris Brown and no one calls her out on it because she's a woman. Like she beats the shit. ...out of her boyfriend, like cracked ribs, black eyes, all this sh- ...and no one says anything, no one cares because it's a woman hitting a man. I personally hate Lena Dunham because she's a garbage human being... ...who says f***ed up sh-, like how she wishes she could have had an abortion... ...and then talks about molesting her little sister in her book... ...and like, really? You are a garbage person, how do so many people still support you? So for people like that, people like that that I hate... Nothing they could do will really change that because I don't hate them for their acting. I hate them because they are terrible people. But I did think of someone I did think of someone that I didn't like originally and then learned to like. And that is Kristen Stewart, because, oh, my God, the the Twilight movies had horrible acting. And they're horrible. Everything about them was horrible, in my opinion, except for the baseball scene in the first movie and the fight scene in the last movie. Everything else was garbage. I have to say this when Ann's out of the room because she liked the Twilight series, even though she can objectively look at it as crap, but she still has love for it. We all have things like that. But since then, Kristen Stewart has cut her chops and the indie scene has become a better actress. She's still not great. She is not. But she is a lot better and she tries more. And I have a lot more respect for her because of that. You know, I'm just going to mention something I, I, I talked to my, mo- my mother about, and she said that hers pro- would probably be Robert Downey Jr. Because if you're around my age, maybe people younger might remember this, but my age or older, you'll remember that Robert Downey Jr. had a lot of problems, alcohol and drugs. He was not a good guy until he cleaned up and turned his life around. And now he's huge. He's everywhere. And for her, it took her a while to see past that and to realize that, yes, he has changed. He's a different person now. And he's a good actor. I mean, he was always a good actor. Chaplin was fantastic. His character was the best one in U.S. Marshals. If you remember, that was the movie that was a sequel to The Fugitive, uh, this time with Tommy Lee Jones and Wesley Snipes. But he personally overcame a lot and had to fight to stay sober. But anyway, let's go over the question for next week. It's going to be a similar one, but on the opposite end of the spectrum. Ladies and gentlemen, what actor or actress did you immediately like? You could have saw them the first time in a huge role like Russell Crowe and Gladiator and Miss Lava's earlier stuff. Or you could have noticed this actor or actress for the first time in a small role and went, oh, that person, I like them, and then just watched as a career grew and stayed with him the whole time. So let me rephrase again, what actor or actress did you instantly like and still like? So how do you answer that question? Well, let's go over the housekeeping, the final bit of housekeeping, send you along your way. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Google Play, and any podcast app, as well as the Somewhat Nerdy website. That's www.somewhatnerdy.com. I'd really appreciate it if you take a few minutes out of your day to give the podcast a rating. Oh, that's something I didn't go over. Okay, yes. So you can answer the question of the week for episode 95, what we went over about how to enter the giveaway. So you can do that for one entry. That's all you need to do. If you want a second entry, then I ask that you please review the podcast on iTunes. I would love five stars. I would personally love it, though I will not make you give me five stars for a second entry. That just doesn't seem right to me. Though I I would greatly appreciate a five star rating and then just be honest in the comments. Tell me what you think I'm doing right. Tell me what you think I need to improve on. Give me that rating on top of answering the question of the week. You will get yourself two entries. But if you do not want to, all you have to do is answer the question of the week for episode 95, which we went over a little bit earlier. Let's go on with the housekeeping. So, yes, I'd really appreciate it if you take a few minutes out of your day to give the podcast a rating. Five stars, please. Also, share the podcast. Tell your friends about it. Go, hey, do you like movies? I know you do. Listen to this podcast. This guy goes over all the movies that are coming out. And he's he's great and has a silky luxurious voice. And how do you reach me? How do you answer the question of the week? That is a great question. Leave a comment for me on the Somewhat Nerdy website or Facebook page. Leave a comment on SoundCloud. Hit me up on Twitter at BilliamSWN. Instagram as well at S W N. Email me at BilliamReviews at gmail.com. Be sure to check out the Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Squared Circle also on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Also check out the Watch Your Mouth Podcast Great Friends of the Show. Be sure to always stop by the Somewhat Nerdy website for all of my latest blogs and all the latest blogs from my fellow nerds. And finally, my dear friends, my dear, dear listeners, my future fans, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy, signing off, and I'll see you in the future.